Dear passengers, welcome to Europa Rocks Airlines. You have just boarded flight 420, flying to Berlin, Sofia, Budapest, Paris, London, Prague, Pomori, and many more. The flight includes beverages and the best in European underground music. Prepare for takeoff from the heart of the Balkans with Europa Rocks on Radio Now. Hello, dear listeners. You're listening to Evropa Rogues on Radio Nope with me, Maxim, and hey. Martin. We have a lot of uh, a lot of in store for you today. Uh, hello to everybody who's listening in the Nosferatu beer bar. Uh, we're starting to get royalties and starting to get advertising money from the bar because they have been listening to the show every Sunday since we started, which means two times. Yes, two times the people at the good people at Nosferatu Bar have been listening to us. So, cheers from us, guys! Cheers. Uh, we are listening to Tumno, a really famous Bulgarian band, a cult Bulgarian band from the 90s. And what we just heard was a band from Spain, band from Spain uh, that goes by the name Kabala, which is a trio project from Pamplona. Uh, by Carmen who plays on drums and Marga on bass, former members of Las Culebras, who after several records and wide path through the rock national stages in <laughs> initiate a new journey to darker ambience with a, predic- a predilection for the occult and witchcraft and etc etc. I just read it from their Bandcamp page. My homework is done by the band themselves. Okay, so What do you like exactly about that band? Because we didn't discuss a lot of music on the first show that we did and on the second one you were drinking beers while I was trying to co-host okay, uh, by myself. I'm a oh. huge, huge fan of occult retro rock and uh, the past 10 years it's, it's been a really huge hype. So the past 10 years there are more, more than a couple of hundred bands who play exactly uh, this kind of good retro rock. Most of them inspired by, of course, by an American act from the late 60s called Coven. I actually didn't know that Coven was that old. I, I saw that they were headlining one of the main stages at Coldburn, I, I guess, last year or two years ago. No, it was just last year, yes. Last year? Yes. Uh, this year. But did they make a reunion? Why were they so, like, important? Really, I don't know. Not, I'm not the occult doom guy. <laughs> well, what should I say? They they have their distinct sound and uh, message. I mean, uh, occult occultism in uh, uh, rock music has been around since forever. But uh, what Coven uh, uh, are famous for is. Um, It's, it's really distinguishing distinguishes them from everything else mostly the female uh, vocals which is uh, the same case with uh, our uh, were they the first of of occult doom band with female vocals uh, hard to say it's one of the first and probably most famous nowadays okay, okay. Okay, this this was semi-interesting for both of us. Actually, very interesting for me because I don't know anything about occult. You never doom. asked. Yes, I never asked. This is the reason why we make this show. Finally, we can sit together, listen to some music, and discuss it. Yeah, and possibly have all the world listening and uh, 
like laugh at us or laugh with us if we're funny enough. Haha, <laughs> haha. But we're not funny enough, so you're going to laugh at us, not with us. At least, yeah. <laughs> uh, while we wait for our first guest to arrive, our first guest of honor, of hardcore honor, uh, we're going to hear um, a couple of other bands. The first one is from Belgium, and they're called La Muerte. They're, that, that's a funny name for a band from Belgium. But uh, what's not funny is that they have been around for a long, long time. The song that we're going to hear is called Whack This Guy uh, from their record called Murder Machine. Uh, it's out on Motow, Motow Sounds, which is spelled M-O-T-T-O-W-S-O-U-N-D-Z. Come again? And Motow Sounds. It's like Motown, but without the N. Motow Sounds. If our show wasn't just about European music, we could make a whole show about Motown Sounds. We can find out which was the like Motown of the European scene. I bet it, bet it wasn't like uh, Macedonia. <laughs> Macedonia, the Motown of the European underground. <laughs> it actually has some truth to it. But uh, we're kind of running out of time on this talking segment. So we're going to hear La Muerte with Whack This Guy of their album Murder Machine. Let's enjoy La Muerte.
we heard was Too Far East is West with their uh, song oh sorry the band is called Eastern Western with their uh, 
with their song Too Far East is West uh, out of their album 8 the band is from Russia before that we heard La Muerte and you're listening to Evropa Rogues on RadioNob.com I'm going to start getting the names of the bands correctly otherwise we're I, I think we're pretty definitely going to get lynched online soon or later sooner or later but uh, let's uh, not dwell much on my potential online death alright let's just rejoice that our guest is here and Yoo-hoo! he's waiting for yes we're we're very happy to have him here you can turn up the monitors a bit so you can listen to at least some music I think they're going to feedback and it's not going to be very pleasant either for you or the listeners unless they're into harsh noise just a little bit <laughs> okay he's he's going to hear okay uh, he can say just hi okay hello everyone okay you know that golden voice from bands like last hope and c4 but we're going to tell you more about him a bit later now now okay. now we're going to hear a band from Italy and a band from Bulgaria but let's keep it a surprise for our guest what a surprise would it be the band from Italy is called fierce and their song is called Cnoid C notes out of their record ashes uh, it's a post hardcore black metalish band it was released in August 28th or in 2017 and I think we should hear it right now question yes what part of Italy what part of Italy okay you caught me I don't know I guess Trieste suits me let's hear it <laughs> yeah probably not from Trieste okay we're listening to fierce with C notes from Italy or Trieste or whatever
Hello again, you're listening to Evropa Rogues on Radio Nope. This was Last Hope with Sleepwalkers of their 2012 album called More Than Ever. Uh, as our guest, uh, Alexander Budjev, who is the vocalist for Last Hope, the frontman and the power, of, like, the power behind the band for the last 20 plus years. Um, he's also in another band called C4. He has his own radio show about hardcore and punk on Radio Tangra called Panic Attack. Uh, his own label, One for One, and uh, in like the rest of his time, I guess he's tour managing uh, a lot of uh, like big European bands from all across the globe. Uh, he takes them around Europe. Hello, Alexander. Thank you for being our first guest. I'm very nervous. Hello again. I'm very nervous too. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm probably nervous because uh, it's uh, three Bulgarian guys somewhere in Sofia, Bulgaria, uh, talking in English about uh, hardcore and like underground music. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, that's a little bit weird to talk in English uh, here uh, at our hometown, all natively Bulgarian-speaking people. But uh, I guess. Uh, It makes sense for the cause. Uh, in one of your interviews, uh, you said because you w- used the word "cause." Uh, in one of your interviews, said that um, the person who was interviewing you uh, was doing the most important job, uh, like in being in a media uh, that kind of disseminates information about uh, what's happening in the underground. Do you think uh, those kind of media are lacking? Like there aren't enough magazines or enough radio shows dedicated to European bands to help promote them because. You worked really hard. You worked for 20 years to get Last Hope from where it was to where it is now, and uh, I guess you didn't have a lot of help from media to like kind of take shortcuts. Yeah, uh, well, I, I definitely think there's uh, there's lack of uh, I say so-called independent media, especially here in this this region, Bulgaria, the, the Balkan region. So uh, yeah, uh, like. Uh, Also, there's not like really tradition in in these things here, like uh, underground magazines, the the the, the, the so-called zines that uh, were flooding the the underground scene uh, all around the world in the in the 80s and 90s. There was not much stuff happening like this here, unfortunately. But uh, it is what it is. So yeah, I guess definitely stuff like like this, like. Uh, Like independent radio shows, uh, websites, magazines, whatever like people do, it's very, very, uh, very important thing. And like uh, because again in the same interview, uh, you said that like in 1994 you would get like without any promotion at all you would get like probably 200 or 300 kids at a, at a show when you were even starting out, and this is like this is a lot harder now. Even though we have like all of this media, yeah, but it was, uh, it was a very, they, very yeah. different time, very different time and age. Uh, maybe not '94, but we started in '94. But like early '90s, '96, '97, those days were really like people were very hungry for for everything, and uh, also for our kind of music that was very new here, and uh, shows were very rare. So. And that now was, everybody yeah. here in Bulgaria is oversatisfied with shows. Not, not only here, everybody elsewhere, 
everybody's uh, over satisfied with uh, so many shows, so many touring bands. Even here, even here is like every week there's uh, there's one or two or three, sometimes four shows, different kind of shows. But this, you you have to you have to choose if you wanna. If you're just a music fan, you're not like uh, uh, you know you don't look for something very specific. But if you wanna go to a show, you have you have options. And, uh, it didn't used to be like that until I guess until 2016 in Bulgaria it was very hard. I don't know how it was for like a lot of the hardcore bands, but it was it was very very hard. It was even far harder because uh, especially in the early uh, like early stages of the hardcore scene, nobody would care about uh, such uh, you know teenage bands that that you know can play that well. There's, there's some kind of enthusiasm, you know, from outside of point of view, but you, know, you see these young kids, they, they don't really look uh, promising. So nobody would like book you in a, even in the few clubs that were playing like Bulgarian bands. So that was the reason I started doing shows because nobody else will, will do shows for us. So we started booking shows for our bands and then That's how we started booking shows also for other bands, for foreign bands, because nobody else would uh, would bring our like bands that we like or our type of bands here. So we said, okay, if nobody else, let's let's try to do it. And uh, that's I guess the essence of the DIY uh, culture and ethics. But that was also just a matter of uh, choice. Either you do it or. You don't have it. Yeah, uh, this is. Uh, but but like yeah. I've seen uh, a similar story. Playing uh, playing those shows, playing back then was very, of, of course, was very exciting because uh, you get out and you just have a demo out and there's like 200 people outside. But also, I've been talking with uh, uh, with older generation musicians, musicians, and they they are like a li- some of them are sound uh, a little bit bitter uh, now nowadays because like, every, the kids are getting everything too easy like yeah. it's too easy to get a show it's too easy to get like uh, a fender yeah, yeah. and then in, they in the, in the olden days i used to wait for like uh, th- three years until i could get uh, a car and uh, now everybody is getting fender mustangs and yeah. fender twin reverbs and they pretend they can't play the but kids not don't only know this. good music not only this. yeah it's it's Definitely, it's a different, uh, different, uh, different age, and that's uh, unstoppable. And uh, but do you, do you think hardcore music is uh, like? Uh, I think for everybody is feeling that for uh, the the numbers of uh, rock and roll uh, are kind of numbered. Do you think there is a like uh, as hardcore as kind of a extension of rock music? Yeah. Uh, do you think that? Uh, We're all goners. That we're all going to die, and we're going to be replaced by machines and uh, hip hop music. No, no, definitely not. I see the the opposite. Uh, uh, you know, uh, vibe around like touring in in Europe. I see. Uh, of course, there's 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 a big variety, but like shows are getting bigger. Uh, festivals are getting bigger. Tours are getting bigger and longer, so 
but for older bands or for newer bands? Because Depends. a lot of a lot of people uh, right now are uh, jumping on a lot of nostalgia for like for rock bands that were like, for example, in the '90s or the early uh, or the late '80s. Yeah. Like a lot of those bands are uh, resurfaced in the last few years, and they made like huge tours, like. Uh, Uh, like Soundgarden Sound had a re- reunion, uh, uh, Chris Cornell rest his soul, yeah. and, and a lot of bands like, for example, the, even the the backlash after Chester Bennington's death. Yeah, I didn't expect that Linkin Park had so much fans, like all around the world, and they're essentially a rock band. They're from a new yeah. metal band, they turned into a rock band. But also, also those uh, those all these reunion shows and tours. Uh, uh, That's that's a good way to make a lot of money, because nowadays record sales are you know nothing comparing to yeah comparing to what we used to be, and uh, that's the only way they can make money. Of course, I are definitely not the way that that would you know would say this is this is wrong and this is not good because I I like some of the reunions myself, but uh, I see also a lot of. Uh, Younger bands and newer bands getting uh, getting a lot of hype and getting uh, bigger tours and a lot of recognition. So can you name one? Well, in my I, uh, in my I world, don't want to put you on the spot. Just if you can think of it. Yeah, I can I can I can I can mention few. In my world, in, in within the hardcore scene, there's like a bunch of bands that are very young and very. There's a lot of hype around them, and they come over. Uh, of course, mostly American bands. <laughs> they come over for the first time in Europe and they play sold out shows like on an on underground uh, level but still like, like 100 200 people 200 300 people I was uh, I was on tour with uh, with a band called Turnstile which is very uh, well known band within the last few years and that's a kind of a kind of a young new band of a, yeah. the newest generation hardcore bands and Uh, last year and I was uh, I, I was for I don't know two weeks with them I haven't seen such uh, such hype for a long long time it's like every day they were playing almost showed, sold out or sold out shows two three four hundred people selling tons of merch and just people going crazy about them and that's that's the the hype around the new uh, on which label were they uh, do you remember Yeah, I think they uh, they were on Reaper Records, which is a uh, established hardcore label. But I think not. I think I know because I saw that they 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 just signed a record deal with Roller Records. Mm-hmm. So uh, hit, they hit the big time. Yes, and uh, they're gonna release another record in uh, 2018. They were the two new hardcore bands that signed. Uh, one of the two new bands with uh, signed with Roller Records. Uh, the other one was. Uh, Cold Orange, which is also and they were they were supporting Gujira on yeah. their European tour, and that's a new kind of new band. Like I remember them, they they came out as Cold Orange kids. Now they can Cold Orange, but they also they come out and they play. Okay, and and this and huge they, shows, and they do the, all of those sold out shows. The US bands do all those sold out shows across Europe, like for their first run, which is very hard if you're a DIY band. Uh, they do it like with. Like because of all of the media promotion, or because the music is good, or like it's a complex thing. Like they, 
it's like not... the, those those labels have really learned how to make a really polished product that they can like uh, give to the people. And I'm not using product as a bad word. Like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. they just I... they just make it like uh, very like straightforward. They know their target audience. Yeah. They, they know what they're doing. Like when they do a video, they know how to promote it through all the media, and that's. That's I think how in the, you in the case, people. yeah, in the case, it, it's not about the media. Uh, media is uh, less of a factor nowadays. I think in this, they they are at I guess the right time, the right people at the right time. They uh, they got the right to- you know the, the right tunes, the right uh, look, the right mm-hmm. merch. Uh, everything is you know packaged very nicely. And it's not even it's not even packaged like uh, they really thought about this because I saw them. It's just I guess what kids knew uh, needed to hear now because mm-hmm. they also if if you take a deeper look at their deeper uh, their, at, the, at the sound, it's it's uh, it's older stuff just uh, you know replayed. Older, older, like older, like older band. Yeah, they, they're kind of a. But they got the, the, you know, the new blood, the new energy, the the new, the new vibe, and it's all about the hype. Just they got the hype. They're lucky. They got the hype, and then all of the kids talk about them. They go to the shows. They they buy their merch. They they support them. But also, there's a they, they're they're a good band. Okay, uh, the you brought us four songs to listen. Uh, I asked you to bring us four songs that have like some story of your. Uh, tour managing, we're go- which we're going to talk in the next like uh, 10 minutes after we hear that song. We're going to hear Beast Milk with Death Reflects Us. What's the story with that song? Like with a couple of words. Uh, it's not about the song. It's about but a band. I don't know much about them. Didn't know anything about them when I when I when I saw them for the first time. It was a festival. I don't remember where. Somewhere in maybe Germany or I- I'm not sure where I saw them, but. Uh, I was really, really impressed. Just I was, I was with with another band, and I was just uh, checking the bands, and I saw them live, and I was like, you know that feeling when you, that long forgotten feeling when you discover a band from uh, from playing a show, you know, not just somebody told you or you saw them in a magazine, you just see them live, and you're like, wow. So, and it just clicks. Yeah, and I I really like them. I, I guess it was not me, only me, because uh, it turned out they're kind of kind of a well-known band in their scene. Yeah, they're from Finland. I yeah. just checked. And uh, uh, I think they come from uh, from uh, ex black metal bands, ex uh, black metal scene. Yeah, they they were really hyped for a long like uh, for for a really good year. Yeah. Like uh, until they uh, disbanded. So we're going to hear Beast Milk with Death Reflects Us. You're with Evropa Rocks on Radio Nope. If you'd like to speak to our guest or ask him a question or questions, go to radionope.com. You're listening to Evropa Rocks.
hello again. You're listening to Evropa Rogues on Radio Nope. Uh, I'm here with Alexander Bujev from Last Hope. Uh, this was, of course, Beast Milk with Death Reflects Us from Finland. He brought us some very nice music and some very nice stories. Uh, as you, as I told you in the beginning of the show and the beginning of the interview, uh, Alexander uh, like works for his bread very hard as. Um, tour managing for uh, a lot of like hardcore uh, luminaries, a, a lot of hard, a lot of bands from the hardcore elite. You can uh, just drop a few names to impress our listeners over the ocean. First, I uh, I want to say just because I, I haven't been tour managing forever. I started. Uh, I've been doing all, all kinds of jobs on tour, like driving, merch, roadie. Everything. Everybody starts from the mailroom. Yeah, everything, 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 and. Uh, Still to this day, I might might jump and do something something different. But yeah, I've been I've been uh, I've been touring for over 20 years. Actually, my first uh, introduction to to the to the tour life was with my band, with Was Hope. I my first uh, real real tour was uh, in 2003 when we did our first tour i mean before that we we started uh, trying to get out of the country do some weekends do like a couple of three or three or four days outside but uh uh just to make the long story short in 2003 we had a we signed the record deal with a with a small label from from germany from berlin and uh, they were very kind enough to organize a tour for us help us uh, for with a tour So we that was the first time we we went on a 20 day tour, 20 something day tour, all around Europe, Germany, Belgium, Holland, uh, Austria, and so on and so on. And uh, from there on, I things got really quickly into like to the direction that I went on touring with other bands. I think one or two years later, maybe one year later, not sure, maybe 2004 was my first real tour uh, working for somebody else. I Maybe 2004, that was uh, uh, five... But were you doing the merch or were you driving? I was actually, I was, uh, my first job was almost tour managing. I was, it was, we were two guys working for a band from, uh, from New York called Sworn Enemy. And we were doing everything, driving, tour managing, uh, and merch. We were just splitting, splitting yeah. job. So that was my first uh, introduction to the real, real, real world of, of You touring. jumped into the shit right away. Yes, and uh, it was it was very, very exciting job for me because I, for the first time, I was uh, oh, because they were kind of, kind of big band at that time. They they had a they had a record deal with a major label. And uh, they were still underground hardcore band, but they had, they were getting bigger, and they were playing a lot of bigger festivals. They were playing a lot of big shows with bands like Hatebreed, Walls of Jericho, and a lot of other bands that were upcoming at that time. So that was definitely time of my life, and I learned a lot. But I, the most interesting part was, of course, uh, spending uh, and working at festivals. Spending like every every weekend out of five weeks, we were maybe. At 15, 16 festivals, big, small festivals, all kind of festivals, backstage work, working with the bands, and in between those shows, we were with, like I said, bands like Hatebreed and like, bands that were getting bigger. So 
it was interesting experience and uh, that's how I started working for bands from there on they started uh, you know calling me and uh, that's that, that that was the beginning but also, another you worked your you worked your way to the top. Like you're very uh, humble. Top top is very no. Just okay. Just just name a few of the of the big names that you've worked with, just to impress everybody, and then we can move on to to the like to the long hard story of how you got there. I've been I've been working with uh, different kind of jobs, of course. I've been working with uh, with Madball. I've been working with uh, uh, Unearth, uh, which is one of the bigger the bigger bands that I've worked. I've been working with uh, with Born from Pain. I've been working with Napalm Dead for for a short tour. Uh, I've been working with a couple of uh, like few hip hop bands, Delinquent Habits, uh, Afora. Uh, I remember who else. I also bands like uh, Yappy Side many times, uh, Burn. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm very distracted by the fireworks that are going off behind you. Like uh, they're probably not getting yes. into the to, into the mic a lot. But, Unfortunately, uh, yeah. I guess they're celebrating you for like being uh, our first guest on our third show here. I guess here. they celebrate the uh, Europa Rocks Rocks uh, show. Yeah, our first guest. You being our first guest. Uh, so, what was the last tour that you were on? Where where did you come back? Because uh, I called you last week and you said you weren't in Bulgaria. Where were you? No, no. Last week I was uh, I was uh, on a private uh, trip, but uh, my last tour was uh, uh, with a band from Portugal called Sam Alone and the Grave Diggers. They're actually uh, I know them for uh, they're not a hardcore band. They're kind of rock and roll Americana band, getting getting. Uh, Getting a lot of attention lately, but these guys, some of the guys from the from this band, they uh, they they used to play. They still play in a, another band from Portugal, one of the biggest Portugal hardcore bands called Devil in Me. So I know them from uh, I I know them from the years with Devil in Me. I've been also touring with them. I was like maybe seven or eight years ago on a big tour called Rebellion Tour uh, with uh, with Madball and a bunch of other bands. We got like three buses and. Like really, really big production tour, and they were one of the bands, and we became friends there. And uh, they, after that, we kept in touch. We stayed in touch, and they, they called me for this tour, because now they, they getting, uh, they just got a, uh, a record deal with, uh, uh, with people like U Records, which, which is, which is uh, a bigger label. Yes, people like U Records. <laughs> pip pip. Uh, I think we should uh, just play a very, very quick song. Uh, just tell us uh, a couple of words about the Baboon Show and working all night and day. The Baboon Show is also a band that I met on this tour last uh, last July. Uh, it's actually a big, kind of big band, well-known band in this in this scene. It's uh, Scandinavian bands play punk rock and roll, whatever. Okay, let's watch. hear the baboon show because uh, the fucking gangsters from the Marineo Hotel are having a fucking party and they're ruining ours. There ain't no time to play. We're working all night and day. Feeling tired 
Welcome back. We'll be pulling the good European, bad European trick to our guests. Uh, next question is uh, more radio related since I'm the part of the team that's more radio interested. Uh, well, you've been, uh, you've, you have your show for more than 10 years. Uh, can you tell us more about it? How you started? What changed during all those 11 years you mentioned? Yeah, I, uh, I was approached by my now friend Vasil Varbanov from Radio Tangra Mega Rock. Uh, maybe 12 years ago, he when he was already planning the uh, the launching of the new radio Tangra, and uh, he he invited me to you know start, start my own show called. I, I called it Panic Attack, so... How did you come up with that name? I don't know, I remember, it's like something that I... It just Do you came come out up? and I like the, 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 the name and the, the meaning. <laughs> Is this how all the lyrics uh, you write down come up? Ah, depends. Depends. <laughs> Sometimes uh, for me it takes a, a, a while to write a, a good lyric. <laughs> What do you consider then a good lyric? Or... Uh, or what question. I don't know. Sometimes it's very, as I said, very, very. Could be personal, I guess. Yeah, and it's. Uh, you know, you write something and then uh, you delete it and you see, you think it's very corny and cheesy and you try to be. You know. Then. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> What do you think about your early lyrics then? I, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to think about them. I don't want to comment this at all. Do you think I want to delete them. <laughs> do you think that in 10 years you you'll be thinking the same way about no, no, your no, the meaning that the, the present general lyrics. meaning I, I still I still stand behind it but my early lyrics they come from uh, uh, early 90s when I was 16, 17. Yeah, did, did you've been a different person now. Different, yeah, different person, this different type of expression so You know, it's it's. I can't say that nowadays I'm super proud of uh, my old uh, poetry. I don't, but I don't think any anyone. Yeah, but it is what it is. It's just part of the, I guess, part of the the process, the the growing and everything else. It's just rock and roll after all. Yeah, okay. when we were when we were kids, we were just hating this term. We did. We said we don't want to be rock and roll. We hate this. You know, we want to be the opposite. But, In the end, yeah. it's still all rock and roll. Yeah, it is. I mean, the whole, the whole mentality yes. true. never changes. Uh, uh, what uh, what other songs uh, have you prepared for us today? I, I prepared a bunch of songs uh, when I was uh, uh, discussing the show earlier online with Max. Uh, He he told me I should pick up few songs that were that that are kind of connected with my with my experience on tour. Those two songs that were that we hear we heard this milk and then uh, the Papua show were bands that were that I saw at uh, at some point while touring. I never I never saw these bands. I never heard these bands before. And I really like them. Uh, one of the next songs, I don't know if, if it's the next one, but uh, one of the songs from the list is a band called Lowest. Yes, yeah, uh, we're about to hear it From next. Poland, and that's a very interesting story because uh, we played uh, in Ukraine, uh, a festival in Ukraine, 
uh, in Odessa, which was uh, I don't know, a few years ago. While the, the, like the, the not a civil war, but the conflict over there yes. was uh, in uh, in its peak, and uh, we were. We were of course booked uh, by these promoters, by these guys for the festival way before before all these events, and uh, we were supposed to go on this festival. But everybody was telling us, "No, go, don't go. This is very dangerous." But you did. Yes, go. we did. We actually we had a we had a weekend uh, of shows. When one show in in Varna, we were playing a small festival there, and then we we had to drive all the way from from Varna to. Uh, to Odessa, all along the, the the Black Sea coast, which normally, when you see it on the map, is not a, not uh, that much of a distance. It's like five or six hundred kilometers. But for us, it took us uh, uh, 16 hours to go there. By then, it was a very interesting uh, experience because uh, we had to go through to Romania, Moldova, and Ukraine, and we had to go to. When we went into Ukraine, they wouldn't let us in because of the war there and blah blah blah. But how we got in for some reason? We paid what? some money. Oh, you, know? you paid some money. Okay. Uh, then uh, we were stopped a few times on the way by there were military checkpoints with uh, you know yes <laughs> army and everything. It was it was very uh, surreal experience. But then we ended up get, getting there. The festival was amazing. It was. It was you went through this hell of really hell of a trip. It was like a lot of people wouldn't do it. In the audience, it wasn't scared of the events. And, and then you end up at a festival, like a very uh, cool festival with kids from from all, all over Ukraine. Not just from just, the just town. Totally, totally different, uh, different vibe and different atmosphere. And we play one of a that was amazing show. It was great show. And then. At that show, we met this band. We, we we played together with this band. We never met them after that, but I was really impressed by them. A band called Lois from Poland, really cool band. Um, I think not 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 known at all in in Europe, but definitely definitely worth uh, worth checking. Probably to get more popular after we played. And uh, one question: We'll get huge. <laughs> Okay, one one more question just before we hear the song. Where do you think in Europe is the strongest scene? I don't know, related, related yeah. to probably well, not just hardcore or metal, alternative uh, rock music. What, what do you think? I don't know. Strongest, I would say Germany definitely is one of the not one of the probably the biggest market in in Europe. Market, I mean, just uh, most visited shows. Yeah. Just because of a, it's a, it's a it's a big country and it's uh, there's a culture of like people that are going to shows, all kinds of shows. So there's there's a, there's a really big hardcore metal indie scene. Everything is big there, and uh, you you can see of course all or most of the the, the the bigger tours, smaller tours as well go go mainly to Germany. If you see uh, four weeks of, uh, of a tour, three weeks maybe, or at least two weeks are in Germany. That's that's where we play the most with my band, with Waskop, and that's most of the the hardcore metal, just guitar music band, uh, bands uh, tour. And Germany is very very uh, big part of the, the the touring circle in Europe. 
And so yeah, I would say Germany is a very has very strong scene, but uh, I would say also uh, countries like uh, Poland have a very underrated scene with a lot of great bands there. So I guess they also have a culture. Of, of yes, yes, huge culture there. Great bands, all kinds of all kinds of music underground independent scene does it mean also in uh, smaller towns I also I'm, I'm asking also about you mentioned Germany is it usually big cities that have uh, more people coming or no, no, no. you have uh, these uh, occasions where you go to a smaller town and still you have 300 people showing up Germany is very different than I don't not, not very different but that's very typical for Germany you you go and play very very small or not small but very unknown places like of course you play Berlin or Cologne or Munich or uh, Nuremberg or Dortmund those big cities but uh, half of the half of the dates in Germany normally are in places that you you haven't heard or you you know from other touring bands but they're like small not not popular places but that's the thing with Germany it's not It's not centralized. Yes. So people people travel for shows. People. Yes. Yeah, there's, there's it depends of, on the, yeah. the infrastructure of the so country. So you go there's, there's, as, there's as well. big shows in in small villages. Okay. Uh, But just to just to finish uh, about uh, about uh, the, the cool scenes in Europe, I've seen also uh, Russia and Ukraine as very 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 underrated uh, uh, scene. We've been there. I've been there with with my band also with Was Hope in Russia. There's there's I know a lot of people have uh, negative uh, you know negative feelings about about Russia, about politics and stuff. But you know talking about music, talking about uh, underground independent music scene, Russia. There's there's so many cool undiscovered great 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 bands in in Russia. Also Are they Ukraine. all situated in the Again, biggest no, cities? No, but I, 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 uh, I I'm talking we, about Russia. Asking yeah, Russia. We first time I, I went to Russia was with Waskop in 2007. We did a uh, uh, eight-day tour. We did eight, eight shows in eight, eight, eight days, and uh, every day, we, of course, we played Moscow and Saint Petersburg. But we played also many other cities. Of course, uh, small city in Russia is a has different meaning than small city here yes. but, but uh, uh, there were so many cool bands and every night there were like three four five hundred kids at, at shows it was uh, it was unbelievable and then the next year 2008 we went uh, we went uh, for another tour there for nine shows and again it was the same big shows a lot of great bands And that's how I discovered the, the, the Russian scene, the, 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 the very Eastern scene. Then we went, we went there a few times again, but that was, that was in a time when not so many uh, American and foreign bands were going there. Still were, was kind of a new, new route. Nowadays, everybody's going to Russia, everybody's going to, not everybody, but a lot Since of when? Past Since, 10 years? Or? Yeah, past 10 years. Okay. Past 7, 8 years. This, they have a lot of... They have way, way, way more shows than here. Way more shows than here? Yeah. Uh, I didn't expect that. Way, much. way more shows. And you see so many, so many uh, cool 
European, American, all kinds of bands there playing shows every year. Can you name a, just a few cities or towns besides St. Petersburg? Uh, St. Petersburg and Moscow. And yeah, Moscow. we played a. Uh, uh, We played first two times. We played uh, city of Bryansk, which is uh, uh, more towards uh, Ukraine, more towards uh, eastern, eastern uh, Europe. No, eastern, south, southern, southern borders. Oh, okay. We played. Uh, we played uh, Petrozavodsk. That was our. I think that was our first show ever in Russia. Because we went there, we went in we went in Moscow, but they said the, the Moscow show will be last. Now we go to first first day. You guys play in a very very small city in north next to Finland, and we went there. That was like a half a million city, and uh, <laughs> there was like there was. Uh, Do you remember the name? Yeah, Petrozavodsk. Oh, Petrozavodsk. We played that show, and uh, there was a riot. There was a riot police. They came in, and we had to run away. From the back door because we were playing uh, the fuck police song. Yeah. And, and, no, what, what, and what was the riot? There was something outside. There was something uh, outside. Nothing related to the concert. No, but then they get in the in the club and they started oh, fighting okay. fighting yeah. the, the people. And uh, the promoter was like, "Yeah, this is the last song. Just grab your guitars and bags and jump in the van in the back because we have to run away." And that was it. The first ever show in Russia was like this, <laughs> in a way. Exactly how would uh, many people expect it? Let's hear the lowest now. Yeah, the lowest from Poland, really cool band. I don't know, they I think yeah. I'm the bad one, yeah.
It's me again. And you're listening to Europa Rocks on Radio Nope. Here with our guest, Alexander Buyajev from Wast Hope. Uh, he's telling us a lot of interesting things, how he was running away from the police after singing Fuck the Police in somewhere near the... In South- Russia, yeah, in Russia. Yeah, somewhere in Russia. They told us to run. I don't know if we had to run, but um, they told I, us. Some people would say that uh, uh, there's no justice nor peace in police in Russia. Police fucks you. It might, it, yeah, it might be. If we have to turn around the lyrics of the yeah, most famous yeah, yeah. Last Hope song. Um, okay, uh, to kind of uh, come back to one of my first questions about uh, the media. Uh, you said like Turnstile had a very like, like very very. Um, like a successful first tour. Yeah, they uh, had a hype. Like that, compa- that was not the f- their first tour, but that was one of their first European tours. Yeah, compared to European bands, how easy would you say it is for American bands to book a, like a full tour in Europe? Way, way easier. Of course, depends on the band, but uh, if, if there is a, I, I, I don't know, but it just for American bands, the hype thing works way way easier there's no this is why i named the show uh, hope versus hype because yeah. i know that uh, you've worked very 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 hard to uh, like to get where, where you are right now with uh, what hope you're like one of the most hard working bands like in bulgaria uh, usually in bulgaria bulgaria like bulgarian bands from on the underground level are kind of either very lazy or very scared to tour i don't know why Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know either. I maybe because we're like very far from a lot of the richer markets. Because you said like Germany, for example, you can do a whole tour, tour just in Germany, yeah. like 30 days, 30 dates back to back in Germany. You will yeah. find a place to uh, play to like. Yeah, but if you li- li- live in Germany or Benelux or that area, you don't even need to tour because you can do weekends. That's the main problem with with bands from from Bulgaria or just from Southeast Europe, from the from not the. the The countries that are far away from from the central Europe and from the main the main music market, because in if you live in Germany, for example, you can just uh, jump in a van, rent a van, and go and play Friday, Saturday every week, and then you don't need to tour because. But isn't this just? I'm sorry, uh, because I've heard this argument a lot from like a lot of bands. We're we're coming from this like really poor region. It's yeah. very hard to get to Germany. And we have to sacrifice either two or three yeah. days. We have to invest. Blah blah blah. We'll never get our money back. Wah, wah, wah. But well, there are like a lot of bands from New Zealand and Australia that come here. Like for example, uh, Mental Architects did a festival in Romania, yeah. and like three three of the bands were like Australian bands. Yeah. Okay, they might get like uh, an easier, uh, like they might book their tour easier, easier than European bands, but like their costs are way higher, like yeah. due to all of the like plane tickets and whatever and whatever. That's very true, and uh, I never. So, so they have the balls, and they they can do it. Yeah. And, and we're afraid to kind of sacrifice two days to get to Germany. Yeah, I guess I don't know. We it's either you do it or you don't do it, and you do nothing. You know, and of course, it's not. Uh, It's not necessary if you have a band to tour and to go outside of the country, but if you really want to play shows and play shows regularly, which is which is what we wanted. We wanted to. That was one of the the reasons. That was the main reason we started touring because we wanted to play shows. And you have a limitation here. You can't you can't play uh, forever those three or four cities. Uh, so of course, also it's just you know that's. Uh, You go like on a crusade, 
Yeah, I love this. Our 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 first tour. It's the our hardcore crusade of Alexander Bujev and Lasko. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not joking. I like I, I have the deepest respect for you and for like all of the bands that actually uh, get out of their like out of their mother's basements and uh, like go and try to show something because this is really the only way that you can get anything done. Of course, like uh, for for a band from Bulgaria, I, you either play live or you're dead. Like, yeah. Uh, Like for example, Crowfish. Crowfish was a band from Varna for yeah. uh, everybody good who, good yeah, friends. good friends from Varna who, uh, like, were one of the hardwoods after Last Hope or like comparable to Last Hope. Even uh, like they were touring. Like I, I think they even had one tour which was like 40 or like 40 something dates yeah. back to back, yeah. like all over Europe. And this was like in probably in the beginning of the 2000s when they didn't yeah. have like a lot of internet then. Yeah, that was one of the few bands from not only from Bulgaria but from from the whole the whole region, southeastern, the Balkan region that were extensively touring and they were they were doing great. I think I, unfortunately they broke up, but yeah, that's that's the only way. We our first tours were we we I mean it's I guess it's cheesy, but we literally literally were starving and we came back home. With our last, very last sense, just to put the gas in in, in, in the in the tank, and to, we almost we almost didn't make it back home on the first tour, and that was uh, almost every every other next tour in the in the first years of touring. But but that was a experience you never you can never ever buy or read about. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, there, uh, there's nothing you can do like. Uh, in the middle of, of traveling to the show like your bus breaks down like for the first time and you like freak out and this yeah. really shows the character of the band yeah. and like how well the band works together if they can get out of it without killing each other after a tour like they're no, definitely no, stronger together this, uh, just just the fact that you play every day you play shows with different bands and different crowd this crowd may be hostile maybe not friendly or maybe they don't care and you you either win them or no but you build up the name and you build up your your own pet and You see how it works. Every next tour, it works, and you go places that you, you've been before, and then you see these people that were there. At least some of the people they come back, and they already know some of your songs, and they bring their friends, and that's how it works, step by step, step by step, and you build and up. And what, what are you going to say, like for example, to all of the bands that are like every time you say, okay, you have a great new record, like you should definitely tour it, and they start saying, like for example. Uh, I, I, I really believe this is not special to Bulgaria. I don't think like we're especially lazy or yeah. especially uh, like scared. Uh, I just think like everybody is generally scared of like losing their day-to-day -day job. So what would be your like advice to people who like playing bands, try to do music semi-professionally, but are trying to take the next step, like to like not uh, like quit their job. We're not <laughs> telling anybody yeah. to quit their job. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. Uh, not in this economy anyway, but uh, how should they kind of transition? Because you had like a day job that you didn't like at some point, I guess. I never had a day job. <laughs> okay, so I guess this is the difference. Like some people are built uh, with. Uh, no, I actually I tried. With I, built I, in I, bowls of steel. I worked for a while in a in a uh, uh, advertising agency. That was my only day job for a very short period of time, but I quit. But I somehow managed to, you know, to survive. After that, I started touring, and for a, for a, for a while, for a short, not short, but for a certain period of time, that was my 
my only income, just touring and touring and touring. And for a while, I was touring a lot. I was doing, I had uh, years that I was maybe 150, 200 days uh, per year on tour, working for other bands, plus touring with my band. Not that I make money with my band, but you know, touring for other bands was, you know, was my. Was the way to fuel the the tours yeah. with your own band. Then right? I started also working, uh, doing production for shows here. So nowadays I keep, you know, I do a lot of things. I have a lot of activities, but for a while that was my my thing. I was touring and doing production for shows here, and uh, but you know that's another thing. I mean, uh, back to your question. I think if you do something artistically, doesn't matter if it's music or it's uh, photography or painting or uh, writing, you have to do it. You have to try to do it 100% and dedicate max the maximum you can you can dedicate from your from from your time to your to your art. Doesn't matter what kind of art is. And eventually, it will pay off, or it will not, not pay off. Maybe not, but doesn't matter that's of course also depends on uh, what's your motivation to start for example a band is it to just impress girls which is not also bad but or, uh, or shout out to all of the girls that are impressed by guys in bands yeah or all two of them <laughs> or, <laughs> no, because after yeah. you after you go after 30 I think uh, girls after 30 are less and less impressed with <laughs> what your band they, they realize what's the what's the truth <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, actually, this uh, segues very well into my next question, which, uh, which was, um, for me, like I love American bands, and uh, I've been influenced too, yeah. by like uh, a lot of American bands. I love European music, but I've noticed that uh, for Europe, uh, American bands kind of tend to have like uh, this one-track mentality. I mean, um, when they like, for example, they want to listen to a doom band. They're listening to a like a doom band that's doing everything by the rules. Yeah. He's doing like perfectly as to their expectations, and certainly those people become really big fans of that band. While Europeans tend to kind of experiment more and like try to do like um, more diverse kind of music, like just creatively, yeah. not not uh, like not not any other way. And uh, I think this is what helps Americans be more focused when they, for example, do their bands. Like and do their tours and like be ready 100% yeah. on what they do. Like uh, Europeans, kind of. Uh, I don't want to generalize all yeah. Europeans, but uh, for, I've noticed this in Europe a yeah. lot. Like you know, Europeans tend to like try to do a lot more things at once, be good at just uh, yeah. more than one thing. While well, like there are some bands that are just focused on being bands and like getting on tour and doing the record, and I'm going to do this and this and this. Yeah, I completely agree. I through my experience of touring with Americans because I mostly have toured with American bands just because they, uh, you know, European bands doesn't need that much, uh, you know, tour manager or crew because they can bring their friends and just help them out. But I've been touring with mostly American bands and I, I've met a lot of uh, cool people, a lot of, uh, met a lot of not so cool people and bands. But uh, in general, I, I must say I kind of admire the American way of uh, the American approach to music and 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 making music and uh, all the things that you mentioned, they whatever they do doesn't matter. Speaking about bands and touring, doesn't matter if it's uh, they there's like a super small underground band that plays in front of uh, 20 people every night, or it's like a bigger band or a mid-sized band, they do it 
they, they do the same, you know, it's 100%. They dedicate themselves 100% to what they do. Maybe they go get back home and they break up or or never come back or do whatever, but if they do whatever they do now at this present moment, they do it 100%. They're dedicated. Not they're not thinking about the future or like uh, if they're going to lose their jobs or whatever. They're, they're not even thinking even within the next five minutes. They just think for the present. They, they play the hardest possible. I mean, of course, not every American band, but the majority of American bands. That's that's kind of an attitude that I uh, I think this is called dancing sometimes uh, in in European bands. I think this is called dancing with the devil, and this is the next song that we're going to hear. Yeah, by Born from Pain. Why did you choose that song? It's this. This is a different song than the rest because uh, it's not a band that I saw and uh. uh Lately, they're old friends, and they were one of the uh, people that helped me a lot uh, get into this whole thing, uh, like touring business and stuff. They were one of the first bands that took me on tour. Actually, uh, in early 2000s, I was also doing shows, uh, booking hardcore bands in, in uh, here in, in Sofia, and uh, back then there was a different times. So it was very, very way harder for bands to come over and play it was uh it was not a like nowadays we have a lot of touring bands but now back then we were not even in eu so just even the logistically was was harder so i went i i went with them i helped them out come here and then they called me for another tour they said okay you, you can come with us and help us with uh with you know borders in eastern europe because they, there was still a lot of borders and that's how I started uh, touring more and more and then that's how they started calling me for other tours because they saw I can take care of some, you know, problems. And then uh, Borfum Pen was also the band that uh, took us on a couple of tours with, with my band, with Last Hope. A couple of real cool tours because they were pretty, pretty so high-level hardcore band. So you chose this song as a thank you? As a thank you, and not only because I I I used to know them before, but I never liked them like in the, in the 90s. And then I saw them live at a festival, and I was really impressed. And that that's how I decided to bring them over here. And then the whole the whole boat got rolling. Then. I kind of see a theme through all the songs that you've chosen that uh, most of the bands impressed you live. Yeah, and, and it, that's also that's also a song that is not typical for them, but it's a cool song. So. Okay, let's hear Born From Pain with Dance With The Devil with on Revropa Rokes on Radio Nope. There were a myriad of problems which conspired to corrupt your reason and rob you of your common sense. Cheer got the best of you. Yeah. 
order. He promised you peace. And all he demanded in return was your silent, obedient consent. What, dude? I totally like... You're tripping. No, you idiot. You're listening to Evropa Rocks on Radio Nope. You heard the lady. You're listening to Evropa Rocks on Radio Nope. Uh, I'm Maxim. This is here Martin on the Nobs. And our guest behind the mic is Alexander Bujev from West Hope, uh, a legend in the Bulgarian hardcore scene. Wow. Uh, he doesn't like being called a legend because he's very modest, even though he's very vain. We, There's uh, we no had, legends. We had a very hard time picking a, pic- a picture for the thumbnail uh, of yeah. the show. <laughs> but this is behind the scenes you stuff. Choose, you didn't you hear choose this. the worst. Yeah, I cho- chose the worst, but it shows your human side. And this is what we are here to discuss. Ah. Because everybody knows Alexander Bujev, the hardcore legend. Nobody knows the... <laughs> Uh, Alexander Bujev, the human. The gentleman. The gentleman, yes. Uh, so, uh, my next question is, after you had like very extensive uh, experience tour managing for bands, selling merch, driving the van, uh, going around Europe uh, over and over and over and over and over again with different bands, with different venues, uh, my, uh, like my question is, where do they make uh, the best uh, dinner in Europe? Junior, I don't know. I don't eat meat, so... Okay, uh, the the best veggie wrap. Uh, one of the best falafels I ever ate was... Uh, or a few of the best. I would say top three uh, is... Uh, not, not in particular, Dresden. Uh, Belgrade, they had a really, really cool falafel there. And uh, huh. number three, uh, Berlin, of course. Berlin, they have a lot of options. Yeah, ev- everybody likes to eat in uh, dinner in Berlin or wraps oh, and yeah, falafels. Yeah. Uh, Berlin is so ho- so hip now that they have, even in the worst the Turkish dinner place, they have vegan options. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. So uh, this was kind of a dummy question, uh, but uh, the real question is, after all of your experience like touring with bands, have you thought of like... Um, Uh, creating a booking agency of your own like to be able to after you're too old and gray to, to go around Europe and driving the van to just sit behind a computer and like help help out bands with like all the contacts that you've gathered uh, no really I don't I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing myself uh, as old and gray yet but yeah working uh, in this direction I don't know uh, there's enough agencies uh, and there's this more to come I think because everybody thinks this is uh, the next the, the next uh, step after touring for a while like every mm. not every tour manager but a lot of tour managers do that uh, I don't see myself in this position at, le- at least for now I've, I've been I've been booking booking shows and tours in other uh, countries for bands but in general I don't, I don't you don't you I'm don't plan on making a living out of it Yeah, I nowadays I try to, as I said, try to keep the balance between uh, touring. I I, I I try to not try, but I tour a little less than before. Like this year, I did maybe uh, a month, uh, seven seven eight weeks of touring, which is not much for for my standards. Uh, and try to keep the balance between my my. Uh, my activities here, my other businesses and my 
production work for, for shows and touring of course uh, touring is something that I can't stop doing for now I don't see myself stop doing touring because uh, it's something that I really like I'm not one of those uh, guys in the industry that uh, get so bored because I know I, I even have friends that I uh, from Germany and from all around the world that they they do this for so many years and they're so now bored and bitter but they do it just because they have like people else from other do. countries like people from like not not from Bulgaria no, specifically no, no. like from like just the biz i don't know any other from any other person from here that tours or tour manages or works in this this business from Bulgaria maybe there's someone i, I don't know but uh, i know i, I know a guy you know a guy i know a guy i tell you off the air okay <laughs> uh no but my question is uh like um just uh like you have you have the, op- the 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 great opportunity to be the first uh to to have done like uh, like kind of uh, i don't know uh, the the first person from bulgaria to have like an actual breakthrough in like the global scene for like in your in your case hardcore music yeah uh but uh, like what um it's just what do you see if if it's not like booking shows for other bands like booking uh, like doing a booking agency uh like what do you think is interesting for you to do next with all of that experience and all of that knowledge, knowledge that you have accumulated i don't know uh i have a lot of uh i have a lot of ideas in my head a lot of uh things uh coming up or trying to figure out what what should I should I do next uh, still I, I still uh, try to do shows book shows for bands that I like here and this is an important uh, aspect of my of my of my other activities here because uh, uh, doing those shows uh, I think it helped a lot the scene and it helps a lot doing shows for bands that nobody else will do you know uh, and bringing bands uh, bringing bands to people that uh, you know can can see them uh, what are like Bulgarian bands like right now that kind of give you hope that they're doing uh, like a good job uh, not not the perfect job but what kind of what uh, like just to drop a few names like I, either your friends or like bands that you've heard like m- bands that you think are like taking the right way of doing like being in a band just to kind of encourage them or like show th- give them as a an example of, of like how stuff should be done I like a lot of bands uh, I think there's a lot of really I think there's a lot of great bands uh, here in Bulgaria I see a lot of great bands the only problem is that most of those bands don't don't tour but uh, from From the bands that I see this potential of uh, you know not breaking out but just going out and maybe getting some recognition outside uh, our uh, outside our country our area uh, from the hardcore scene I think uh, expectations is a band that uh, has this chance they have they have the opportunity they have the the, the sound Uh, I think also bands like them frequencies not because uh, our 
their guitar player is our guitar player now. But no, it's just like that. It's just because of this. <laughs> you no, know, no. we know them frequency is a very solid band. It's solid band and it, they sound different than the most of the most of the the bands here. So they have a they have also chance to to do something outside. Uh, I I don't wanna you know kiss asses, but I like. Uh, what you do with your band, Mental Architects? I'm I never been a, a super fan of instrumental music, but I uh, I got your album, and uh, I think this is also a band that uh, has a lot of potential outside the country. You actually answered uh, one of our listeners, Ivan's uh, question. If you've uh, listened to a lot of instrumental music or no. a lot of uh, what uh, he actually asked, what do you think about post-hardcore? Like, <laughs> but instru instrumental post-hardcore. <laughs> uh, I'm not that much into that uh, kind of music. It's I, I like some of the stuff, but not very. I, I don't listen that much. Post-hardcore is a very, very uh, uh, huge thing. I uh, I, I used to to listen uh, when I was a kid to a lot of post-hardcore bands when that was a new thing like bands like quicksand tribal schools and stuff like that bands that i that, that, that started this uh kind of this uh uh music style fugazi as well uh so nowadays post hardcore is very different than than from from what i what i remember but so yeah I, I like i like some of the stuff so any instrumental performance Mental Architects is the only instrumental band that I own. Def yeah, <laughs> uh, I, that I own in my record collection. I just uh, today I listened to a band called uh, what was the name of the band? A very big. Uh, I remember. They maybe they tried to play Sofia, but yeah, I won't. You can we can play a song. Can you check it out? Uh, meanwhile. But uh, before that, one last question. Uh, since you're uh, related with most of the Balkan hardcore bands through the, through the years, can you name some Turkish hardcore bands? That, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we played in Istanbul many times. We played at least, at least once every year. So we played at least 10 times, maybe more in, in Istanbul. And we had some great shows there. We even once we played a big metal festival in Istanbul, maybe uh, nine, ten years ago. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's a, there's, they have a, they had a legendary hardcore band called Radical Noise, which I never had a chance to see, never had a chance to play with. That was in early, early nineties. Uh, so they were really ahead of their time. Yeah, in place. definitely ahead of their time. They don't, they don't. They don't exist anymore, I think. Uh, what was the Turkish band that we, we played la uh, lately with? Uh, I don't remember. Okay, I'll then just introduce the next song, which is quite long. Uh, this is a quite new band from Paris, France. It's called Crack House. It's a song from their latest self-titled EP. And it sounds like this.
and uh, before we hear our um, probably last or before the last song this is yeah this is uh, Count Raven they'll be playing next Saturday in Sofia uh, classic Sabbath worship yeah of Europa Rogues with our guest Alexander Buedjiv from West Hope. Thank you very much. Thank you. What are you going to say to our listeners except for bye-bye? Bye-bye. Uh, If you don't buy, bye. <laughs> okay, this was the perfect ending. Uh, I'm Maxim. This was Martin. 
and we're going to say bye bye with Mateo Tambusi and Marek K with their song Platonic Alaska from their just released album called Zilina on Kalista Records. So this was Europa Rogues and bye bye. from the European underground scene. Listen to Europa Rocks every Sunday on Radio Nope, live from Bulgaria. Visit europarocks.com for extended interviews and more.